When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Orange and blue sunset in my high here in Broncos country. Let's get ready to ride. Russ and the rest are gonna light up the sky. show has been flexed to London time. <laughs> Welcome into the DNVR Bronco show. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my guy, Henry Chisholm. And Henry, we're coming to you at breakfast time right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's really early. There's so much traffic. Like, the only time I get up this early is for game grades. Mm. It's like, okay, it's time just yeah. to roll over in bed, get the computer <laughs> out, and relive this nightmare. I didn't realize there's so many people out here. It's like 40 minutes to get into the studio. It's ridiculous. I mean, it, it, in Denver, at least, the city kind of wakes up on the early side. Remember in London wow. when we when we were up and about at like 8, yeah. 9, 10, and it's like empty? Yeah. It's like a later city. I know the East Coast uh, is also a later city. Their huh. schedules are like you kind of start at 10, and then you go till like 8 p.m. or something like that, at least in Ugh. some industries of friends that I know that work there. Maybe Maybe that fits your schedule more? I guess. You, I mean, once you're gonna move to an our NYC network. Hell no, no, that will never happen unless it's warm there. That's that's the other big complaint in the morning. I don't think it's warm there. I am so cold. So we have this. Uh, it's it's pretty darn cold outside in Denver. Yes, and it is. In our studio, there's like this little vent that just stays open all. It's basically, the time. a hole in the wall. Yeah, yeah. We get we have a uh, a nice hole in the wall. Yeah. Would you call it that? Yeah. Like an unintentional hole in the wall. So, yeah. uh, so it's cold, <laughs> it's early, and we're miserable to talk about the yep. miserable Denver Broncos. But before I go any further, i got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook, where we are going to talk about the spread today and picking some games. And if you want to pick games, make sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook. And use that code DNVR when you sign up. Bet $5 to win $150 on any NFL team if that team wins. So check them out. Use promo code DNVR. And if you're tuning in with us early live on YouTube, make sure to say hi in the comment section. Also, Hit us with a thumbs up. We'd really appreciate it. And, of course, if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, hit us with a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. And, Henry, there's been 
drama this week. Yep. So much drama that we haven't even talked about the game that's coming up on Sunday. The season's not over, believe it or not. Still six games left. So much can happen. <sighs> they could go 6-0 and and finish with a winning record. They so could finish 9-8. It is still technically possible. It is technically possible. They could beat the Chiefs once. They could beat the Chiefs twice. They could lose every single game here on out. More and, likely. Uh, and what would their record be? 3-14. and 14. Oh. Holy cow. <laughs> and it starts with this Sunday. And I want to kick this off by asking you, are the Ravens the best team the Broncos have played up to this point? Wow. I will, I'll start by saying I'm not a big Ravens believer. Oh. I think I really want to be. Like, they're one of my favorite teams to watch. And they have the defense, they have Lamar, but they're, they just disappear so often. Yeah. You know, and, and so that's the big thing to me. That they'll, they'll have a couple games where they lose or win 40 to 10, and you're yeah. just like, well, look, here come the Ravens, best yep. team in the NFL. Yep. Yep. But then they'll turn right around and it'll be like a, a 13 10 loss, and you just start thinking, well, what the hell is going on here? Yep. So I think, yes, they are the best team the Broncos have played. You know, the 49ers are really the only other team that I it's look true. at. And it's true. Maybe the Titans get into the conversation. Titans are the opposite of the Ravens. Like, they're just the exact same <laughs> right, thing every right, single time. Right. And they never really wow you. Never. Not yeah, once. Yeah. But, nope. but then you look up and you're like, damn, they won again. Yeah, damn, they won exactly. Again. So I do think the Ravens are the best team with the caveat of sometimes they just suck for, mm. for no real reason. Mm, I like that. And in just a second, let's dive into our whiteboard to find out how the Broncos can make them suck. But uh -huh. I, I agree with you because... You think about the winning teams, the Chargers, no, I'd probably take the Ravens over them. Mm -hmm. And the 49ers right now, I would take the 49ers. But when the Broncos played the 49ers, I, I'd take, I'd take the Ravens because that, that was a different 49ers team. No they Christian McCaffrey's no a big Christian. one. That was George, uh, George Kittle's first game yep. back of the season. That was obviously Jimmy G's first start. So, yeah, this is a different 49ers team. So I agree with you. Yep. Unfortunately, for the 3-8 and eight Broncos, this is their toughest opponent coming up that they've played. But let's dive into our whiteboard. Typically whiteboard Wednesday, but we had some juicy stuff to talk about yesterday. So we're going to go white, excuse me, whiteboard Thursday. Mm, doesn't roll off break. the tongue. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't roll off the tongue. But you know what? It's kind of a Friday, so everything's True. feeling good. The, 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 the coldness, it doesn't feel as bad. No. The morning well, doesn't feel as bad. Eh, so. I don't know if I'm with you there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump into the whiteboard. And first one for the Broncos to beat the Ravens, pass, pass, run. Henry, the Ravens are a very interesting team in that what they do on defense is well is what they do on offense well. What they do poorly on defense is what they do poorly on offense. This team, you can you can have success through the air against yep. them. Against Lamar Jackson, obviously he can throw the ball, but he, he, Lamar is so good and so dynamic because of what he brings on the ground. Right now, they're like close to a bottom 10 passing team. Now, it's not because they can't do it. Mm -hmm. It's because they don't try to that often because it's not their strength. So you can, can shut them down through the air. I want to make sure I use that word can because it's not like a guarantee you're no, just going to shut not. them down through the air. However, running the ball, not just Lamar Jackson, but the backfield that they have and Lamar Jackson makes it so freaking tough to stop them. And then they're the exact same on defense. They are a great 
run defense. Yep. Uh, so it's going to be really, really tough to stop or to, to try to establish a run, especially with backup offensive linemen, especially with Latavius Murray, especially with Marlon Mack, just the, the, the backfield that the Broncos are dealing with. Maybe they do get the Mike boost, Boone boost wow. this week. Um, although he was designated to return off the IR yesterday, I think they'll probably take it a little bit slower with him. Uh, but then passing you can throw the ball on the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So, Russ, it's on you. I'm not confident in saying yeah. that, but it is on you. And so don't be afraid to be unbalanced. Don't be afraid to put this all on Russell Wilson's shoulders. Mm-hmm. And it can't really get that much worse. No, it, it, it can get worse, <laughs> but it can't get that much worse. Yep. So put it on put it on Russia's shoulders. That's what we need to see. Click the rest of the season, and this is a great game mm-hmm. to do it. And I think that kind of goes nicely into our next whiteboard, which is let Russ cook. Yep. I mean, you, you're going to have to score some points in this game. Mm. Like, there, there's no time to be messing around with the Latavius Murray Let's see if we can grind him for yep. three yards a pop. And yep, yep, yep. It, we're not playing that game. And I do, th- I do think Mike Boone's going to be back. And okay. the big reason I do Love is it. because they have 52 players right now. Mm. I think that that last yep. spot is probably being reserved for Mike Boone. And who knows? Maybe they make a change late in the week. Longer that's open, though, the more I think they're pointing to Boone being back. Well, when they designate him to return, isn't he on the 53-man or no? I don't think so. To... I think that opens like the oh, three-week three week window. Yeah, you're right, you know? you're right, you're right. Yeah, so... We'll see on that. It's Regardless, a good point, though. Yep. it's time to be tossing the ball around. It's yep. time to just let Russ drop back. You mentioned it. I mean, you say like, yeah, the pass defense isn't quite as good. You know, Marcus Peters is back there. Marlon Humphrey's back there. That's a good cornerback duo. It, it, it's not yeah. what it would have been in 2018 or 2019 right. if you had those two. Right. But it's still a good cornerback duo. The problem is they also have all sorts of guys in the front seven who can do all sorts of stuff against the run and the Broncos can't run the ball anyway. It's time. Like, I don't, I don't care if you put Russ under center. I don't care if you put him in shotgun. It was nice to have like our fantasy day a couple days ago where it's like, yeah, maybe Russ isn't going to be around whatever. No, it's time just to let Russ throw the ball around and hope it works out. Hope he figures something out. Let him go toe to toe with Lamar Jackson and, I mean, I don't think anybody likes the sound of it, but that's what happens when you're three and eight going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and and the reality is the final six games of the season, you you really want to see some life from Russ. Something. So do Anything. whatever he if he wants to go under center, do that. If he wants to be in shotgun, do that because like we've talked about, the situation the Broncos are in is just terrible right now and for the yeah. future. But it's one that they're stuck in, so you better just start adjusting to it and, and and just try to get some momentum moving forward. All right, the next one here on Whiteboard Thursday is Corlett It Rip. Yeah, I couldn't think of anything cool for Corliss <laughs> Waitman. That's the closest I could get. This is not a Brett Rippin thing, mm. just to be clear. This is a Corliss Waitman. There's no time for bad punts in this game. Like, as much <laughs> as I want to see Russ fling the ball around and yep. everything go well... I mean, the Broncos are going to punt. Like, it's going to happen in this game. I don't think anybody's pushing back. Nope. And Corliss has started to pick things back up again. Um, I do think that this is an important one. I think that one dud punt, one easy drive, you're putting that defense in a bad situation. 
you're, you're, you're hoping for a bad game from Lamar Jackson. Don't give him a spark. Yeah, and I feel like the way we've been talking about this game up until this whiteboard uh, was this. It, th- those are the things about just putting it all on Rush's shoulders is, is a chance to win the game, but also it could burn down. You could get beat by 25 points. Oh, yeah. You need Corliss if it's a one-score game in the fourth because yep. it, he could absolutely be the difference in a close game. So I really like that one. I think that's also the debut of Corliss Waitman on the whiteboard. So congratulations, <laughs> Corliss. It uh, yep. took 13 weeks, but you made it. Thanks to Hank. All right, next yep. one on the whiteboard. We are going with Don't Stop Believing. So, Hank, you talked about how the Ravens have had some duds, and I completely mm-hmm. agree with you. They've had the duds specifically in the fourth quarter. They're mm-hmm. the first team in, like, I don't remember, a couple of decades that have blown three fourth quarter leads that were multiple score leads in the fourth quarter. Wow. So they've really could be what is that? They're seven and four right now. Yep. Uh, if if they win all of those games that they had a double digit point lead in the fourth quarter, you're talking about a ten and one team. But they don't, and they consistently do it. In fact, they did it last week against the Jaguars when we were scoreboard watching. the 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 Jags were done. They had lost. The Ravens had won. They were going to be on a one or a, a win streak heading into Denver, but they blew it in the fourth quarter. And of course, we know uh, Trevor Lawrence had a masterful game against them through yep. for three hundred yards, seventy five percent completion, three touchdowns, and he did a lot of that damage in the fourth quarter. So if you're down ten in the fourth quarter. Don't stop believing. That, that, that's when the Ravens have crumbled in the past. And Russell Wilson, as crazy as it is, the Broncos have three wins this season. All three of them have been fourth quarter uh, drives from Russ. He has the fifth most fourth quarter drives uh, of, any, uh, of any quarterback in the NFL, which is crazy. So that's kind of where Russ has been his best this year. And that's where the Ravens have been their worst. So if you're down, don't think you're out. I like it. I like it, and I totally agree. I mean, the, it kind of plays into that Russ thing, where it's just one of these games where you need Russ to go out there and yep. when push comes to shove, beat Lamar Jackson. He's the underdog in that fight. I think we all know that, but he's done it before. You just need that Russ magic that we haven't seen much of this season. Yeah, it's it's very true, and when, when we have seen it, it's been a win for the Broncos true. every single time. But now we'd be naive to say that he's been great in the fourth. He's also yeah. thrown an interception in the end zone. He's also blown uh, the Broncos' opportunity in the fourth quarter in many other games. And as we know, for the most part, the Broncos have been in games in the fourth quarter. So it's not crazy to say that this one will be close to a game then. All right, next one on Whiteboard Wednesday. We've got put a lid on it. Ah, no big plays. Ah. No big plays. Like, Again, this feels silly to have to point out. Like this is the most one one of the most cliche like defensive keys to the game. Like mm-hmm. don't don't let them get any big plays. Nothing easy, but it it really is true with this yeah. team. I mean, obviously it's Lamar Jackson. He could take any ball to the house himself. And odds are there's gonna be a couple of runs where he does break off big ones. But limiting those are, is really important. You also look at these receivers, and I not. To be like mean or anything, but you know, Devin Duvernay, Rashad Bateman, Demarcus yeah. Robinson, um, Deshaun Jackson maybe got his first work last week, something like that. I think so. I'm not sure if he's still in the game plan. James Prochet, it's all these guys who. You're not scared. No, 
Except they're all really fast. Right. They're all really fast, right. but not all that good. And yeah. that means that you extend plays, all of a sudden they get open. Any one of them could wind up with just a massive, massive touchdown. And if that happens, all of a sudden that the, the defense doesn't have a chance to, to stop him in the red zone. The defense doesn't have a chance to, you know, make them pick up a couple more first downs. Yeah. And in a game, or in a season, when your offense isn't putting anything up on the board, I mean, just just can't be giving up big plays. Make them work their way down the field. Keep Lamar in the pocket. Again, it's dumb. It's not going to happen. But it's you got to do your best. Yeah, and I mean, keeping Lamar in the pocket is going to be everything. Containing him yep. and... Uh, you're going to be relying on some really young players to do that. Baron Browning's really good, but he is young. Sometimes young players get caught up by just trying to get to the quarterback because yep. that's what they're so used to. You got to contain. And then, of course, on the other side, Jonathan Cooper and Nick Benito. You guys have to be smart here. Yep. It, 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 it's better to not get a sack than to allow Lamar just to consistently get outside the pocket because he'll just take off or he'll buy time to, to throw to those fast receivers. And this is a game, Henry, where... Where, man, Pat Sertan really should be able to shut down whoever he's on. Mm -hmm. But there will be some serious concerns if he gets beat again by these receivers. Because yep. then it will go from getting beat by one of the best receivers in the NFL to a good receiver yep. uh, in, in DJ Moore to now... Honestly, like below average receiver. Yep. So I don't. I'm not worried about Pat Sertan. But if he gets beaten this game, it's gonna be uh, making people a little nervous. And, yep. and one more thing, talking about avoiding the big plays, which is a great one. I'm worried about the Broncos tackling. We've seen the Broncos tackling been be really hit or miss, and unfortunately maybe the weakest part of their defense and that's why they've allowed so many <laughs> runs especially over these past three games so many rushing yards they've got to be good you, you can't miss Lamar Jackson if, if he breaks one tackle yeah. on his way out of the pocket that could be a 40-yard play right there and he could easily do that a couple of times a game so I love that one and the final whiteboard Russ be like Mike Michael Jordan he plays one, basketball. He, pl he plays basketball, but one, we've talked about it. Put the team on your back here. Uh -huh. But the other one, what number did Michael Jordan wear? 23. Put up 23 oh. points. And I know that's a tall, tall task to ask here. But in the Ravens' four losses, Henry, every team that's beat them this year has scored at least 23 points. So that's the magic number. You get to 23, especially with this defense, you'll give yourself a chance. It's not a, it's not a guaranteed win, uh -huh. but you give yourself no chance if you don't put up 23 points against them. The Broncos have put up 23 points once. So that is why they are an eight-and-a-half-point underdog is because Oof. Vegas just says, no, they're, they're not going to be able to do that. But that's what the Broncos are going to have to do against this defense is score 23 points or more in order to get the win. Last week we saw the Jacksonville Jaguars put up 28 points and were able to get the win. Every other team has scored at least 23. Maybe they'll hit 24 for the first time this season i'm not so sure that they will but henry i want to get your pick for this game but first i've got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings sportsbook where you can bet on this game broncos eight and a half point dogs 38 and a half is the over under and of course you can get in on the rest of the afc west games which we're going to be picking in just a second and any other game henry i want to ask you right now who do you like tonight you have the Bills traveling to New England. 
the line has dropped. I saw it, huh. I think yesterday it was five and a half favoring the Bills on the road. Now it's three and a half. I think you have to take the Bills. It feels like it. You have to. If 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 the line if the spread was bigger, I'd be tempted to take the Patriots money line. Yeah. But I just don't think the juice is there. I agree with you. At five and a half, I was uh-huh. like, ah, do you at three and a half, it's just like no. Exactly. Just, just take the Bills. So we're both in on that. And if you are a new user over at DraftKings Sportsbook, you bet five dollars on any NFL game. And if that team that you bet on wins, you get hundred and fifty free dollars in your account. You can do that for tonight's game mm-hmm. in order to have that money in your account for Saturday's college football, Sunday's NFL, whatever you want to bet on, you can do it. So Head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this offer. That's promo code DNVR over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And make sure to see the show notes for details. And also, get on over to FOCO. They've got all sorts of gear that you can't find anywhere else. They've also got all the memorabilia. It's Christmas seasons. They've got, like, the Christmas ornaments. They've got, like, the, the robes and pajamas and slippers and all that sort of stuff. They have all sorts of Broncos-themed things that you can't really put in any specific category. <laughs> it's true. We, we need one <laughs> yeah. of those right now. You know, the, oh, like the, the blanket, big blanket yeah, things that yeah, you wear? Yeah. It's not a Snuggie, but it's... Yeah, it's not a Snuggie. It's more fashionable. Exactly. And warmer, I think. Definitely warmer. Yeah. Not that I've ever worn a Snuggie, but that thing was really <laughs> warm. Um, so much cool stuff over at FOCO. Um, obviously, one of our partners, best thing you can do to support us is supporting our partners. And uh, if you use the code DNVR at FOCO.com, you can get 10% off. There's a link down in the description. It's a whole bunch of cool stuff. It's great for Christmas gifts, uh, bobbleheads, all that sort of stuff. Um, Again, that's FOCO.com with the code DNVR for 10% off, or just click the link in the bio. You said promo code DNVR. Speaking of DNVR, join us. Become a diehard, which will get you access to 20% off merch Always, you get a free shirt at sign up, plus you get a free shirt every year after that on your anniversary of signing up. You get 20% off all our events. You get a diehards only Discord, plus 15% off your tab when you come by the bar. Exclusive merch. There are so many things, including Henry, the ability to comment on this podcast, which we get to in the third segment. Yep. And we really appreciate it as well when you become a diehard. And when you do, make sure to say what's up in the comment section over at thednvr.com. And of course, check out thednvr.com for all of our free content that we have. Pretty much all of our uh, content that we put out is unlocked. We've got many pieces of Broncos from this week. We're still going to be dropping some, including our picks uh, against the spread. But, Henry, let's jump in right now. If the Broncos – well, let's just start off with your pick for the Broncos game. Broncos going into Baltimore, 11 a.m. game. Who you got? I've got the Ravens. (laughs) How could you not? How could you not? Like, I could see the path. But it feels a lot like every other week this season where you say, ah, you know, Russ gets it figured out. Maybe the running game finally gets going. Like, the defense is good. They can keep him in any game. You you can't expect any of those things to really happen this week, though. Except, I mean, maybe you could expect the defense to keep him to right around 20 points, something like that. Um, That's not enough. That's not nearly enough. Yeah, it's not. So are the Broncos, is Broncos defense going to keep him to 20 points? No. No. No, 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 no. I'll take, uh, give me 32 to 13. Oh, okay. I like that. That's that's an odd score. It is. And 
So that's a 19-point blowout? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. That would be a blowout. Ryan is going very similar score. He's going 30-10, huh. to 10, oh, Ravens. Okay. And Henry, I already gave out the under as the pick <laughs> of the week. So yeah, I honestly... Stuck. I honestly like the over because I think this is a game that now they, I like the over, but I would not bet it just because the Broncos always find a way to get yep. the under. But why I like the over is I think this could be a everything blows up in our face. And this is a game where the Broncos lose 34 to six or something mm-hmm. like that. But I said the under's going to hit. So I'm going to go 27 <laughs> to 10. But Henry, I have the closest game of all of us. You do. And it's a 17-point game. It's a three-possession game. So before we get to the rest of the AFC West picks, I want to ask the question that is our headline of this podcast. If the Broncos cover the spread, is that a moral victory? It would feel pretty good. Uh, it depends on how exactly it happens. If, if it's, you know, say 31 to 28, yeah. Nobody's going to be that upset. Nope. Like, you can't be. Yeah. You can't be that upset. I mean, it'll sting for a couple minutes when they don't pull it out in the end. Yeah. But that would be a step in the right direction. If it's, you know, I guess 17-10 is a cover. Yeah. I don't think that that, that would be. I'd say, I'd say if you cover, it's probably a moral victory. Meh. I... I don't know. I mean, that that's a really good point. I, I think you hit it spot on. If it's a high-scoring game and the Broncos' yeah. offense is able to show life and they keep it within a touchdown-ish, then, yeah, you we're probably coming here and, and talking yeah. about the game and saying, wow, life. And then we'll, we're saying, well, the defense kind of let it down. But, no, the offense finally showed life. But you're right. If the Broncos' offense is scoring 10, 6, 9, 13 points and the defense is able – if it's the same story – just another week, that's exactly what it's just going to be. It's going to be like, well, against a good team, they did the exact same thing. The offense just can't do anything. So I think I think that's exactly it. And, and I know Jose's coming in and says, no moral victories in the NFL. And I know a lot of people feel that way. But you're 3-8. and eight. Yeah. I, I would agree there's no moral victories in week one, two, three, four. Once you kind of start slipping out and you've seen really zero hope from the offense – I think you can pull some moral victories out if it's an offensive performance that comes out. So I completely agree. Unfortunately, none of us think that is even going. Not only do none of us think they're going to win, none of us think they cover, and there's no moral victory no. for any of us. Um, we have uh, you have the Broncos scoring the most points at 13. That is sad. <laughs> that stings. And wow. you actually, that would uh, be right on the Clint Kubiak play calling scheme. Uh, in the two games the Broncos have uh, played under Clint Kubiak, they've averaged 13 points a game. That is less than what they average with Nathaniel Hackett. Yikes. That yeah. is rough. Big that yikes. is rough. Big well, yikes. <laughs> I, again, I, you see how it could happen. You, you could see Russell Wilson being a good quarterback. Like, yeah. It's Russell Wilson, yep. but you just can't expect it at this point, right? obviously. No, no, you, you can't expect it. And every week it, it feels like I say it's not going to happen, but then I'm deep down, I'm like, maybe this is the week. And it just, yeah. it, ha- it hasn't been. No. All right, let's move on to some games that will probably have a few more points scored on the board. Chargers at the Raiders. Henry, who you got in this one? The Chargers, and we're not picking against the spread here. Nope. But the Chargers, I believe, as of yesterday, were a two-point favorite going into Las Vegas. This is a tough one. Um, 
you know, it's one of those games where, like, the Chargers have something to play for. The Raiders really don't. Um, hmm. I also think that the Raiders have kind of turned a corner. Hmm. They've kind of figured something out. Josh Jacobs is running. I don't think the Chargers can stop him. Devontae Adams can make enough plays. And and the one reason I, I, I've been leaning the Chargers is just because Justin Herbert is like, oh, maybe he figures he, he can go beat somebody, you know, yeah. if it comes down to it. I just don't think he's that good. Like, he's good. He's good. Oh. But he's not He's not great. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders at home. Oh, man. Ryan, shockingly, went with the Chargers here. Oh, wow. They, I mean, they, this is a coin flip, and obviously Vegas says that it's a coin flip, especially playing in Vegas. Henry, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're yeah. right. And I was hoping that you were going to go with the Chargers, too, so yep. I could pick up a game. But... I think the Raiders, unfortunately, have started to figure something out. And isn't this what we, once the Broncos were seemingly out of the playoffs two weeks ago, isn't yep. this what we wanted? We, we want to just, okay, start clicking, find something, get, get a little momentum going into next year with a new yep. quarterback that the Broncos have and a new head coach that the Raiders and the Broncos have. Just get something going. And so far, unfortunately, it seems like the Raiders kind of found that. I mean, an overtime yep. win on the road against a winning team uh, in Seahawks, that can that can boost your team. And I think that especially, you, you mentioned the Chargers are playing for something, but the Raiders are not playing for anything. I think now, playing against the Chargers, I think that's something to play for. So um, on the graphic, Kale, I've got the Raiders. Ryan's got the Chargers. I know. It's it's shocking that Ryan has the Chargers. <laughs> um, and then the final game, another good one uh, with the AFC West Chiefs going into Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Henry, who you got? The line? <sighs> let me pull up the line right now. Um, the Chiefs, okay, they've been favored by two all week, and it still is that. Chiefs are favored That's by two going into Cincinnati. They should be favored by 12. Mm. Like, this is this is the Chiefs. I don't – I'm not even all that concerned about it. It's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. It's Patrick Mahomes. I did wake up this morning and watch some Caleb Williams highlights, and that just got me even more excited about Mahomes because they, they're basically the same person. Oh, man. Just like that, that that guy is, it's just unstoppable. Yep. It's just unstoppable. I mean, it, I think Jamar Chase is back now. Meh. It, 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 that doesn't level the playing field. The Chiefs are just a much, much better team. I'm right there with you. Um, I, this, is, this is my favorite pick of the week. Yeah. Is the Chiefs winning minus two. That just seems so, so easy right yes. there. Especially the Chiefs are going to have something to play for. Obviously, not just. A game, but the the Chiefs are also the Bengals have beat them in the past. The the Bengals have gone toe to toe with them, so I think this is a game where you take the Chiefs and you absolutely run with it. And all three of us have the Chiefs winning this game, so Ryan is right there with us as well. Yeah. All right, there we go. So tonight the Bills as well, even with the three points. It's I I I'm gonna look forward to that game, a division game featuring yep. Josh Allen. Yeah, it'll be fun. I, ho- I hope it's fun, man. I wouldn't be surprised to see a blowout either with that. Yeah. And uh, with Thursday Night Football, you may want to grab yourself a Breck beer. And right now, you can get their at their Christmas ale, I should say. And their Christmas ale. Henry, have you seen their Christmas ale kegs? 
Yes. The pony kegs. Oh, yeah. oh man, it is so th- those are so cool. We we've got the bucket of Breck beer right here in front of us on the set if you're watching live. The the keg is pretty much that size. It's it's uh-huh. obviously shaped a little different, but it's that size. It's great to have around on a Saturday. It's great to bring to a, a little get together. It's great to have at your holiday party. That is it's probably my my favorite Breck beer because of just it's, it's a little keg that you can bring anywhere. But, of course, if you want to get Strawberry Sky, if you want to get Vanilla Porter, Fun Slinger, you can get it all. And, of course, Broncos Country Pale Ale if you want to rep your Denver Broncos, especially when you're watching a different team. Make sure to check them out over at breckbrew.com to find their beer locator where you just put in where you are, and it'll tell you exactly where to get not just Breck beer, but exactly what beer you're looking for. So check them out, breckbeer.com. Definitely do that. Uh, and also, check out Game Time. Mm. If you're looking for tickets to this Broncos Chiefs game, uh, there's a lot of options at Game Time. Uh, again, it should get a little bit cheaper now that it's it's not on uh, Sunday Night Football anymore. You can get in the door for 133 bucks. I found, uh, what's this? This is fourth row behind the Broncos bench, 323 bucks. Not a bad deal. Oh, in the end zone, this is like the eighth row, maybe at eighth row, two seventy-two. There's bad. some good deals. There's some good deals if you want to get good tickets to this Broncos team this season. Um, and on top of that, if you're trying to get to a Nuggets game, those are typically pretty good deals on game time. Um, the Avs, all sorts of stuff going on. Apparently, George Strait is coming here. I didn't. You could have told me he died like fifty years ago. I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> like I thought he was like one of those old timey guys. Maybe it's like a hologram thing. Who knows? But Game Time has all the tickets that you need. Um, and if you use the link in our bio, uh, or in our not in the bio, in the uh, description. description yeah. There we go. Then we get credit for sending you over there, and we really appreciate that. Um, also, you can uh, check out the link in the I guess description of the podcast as well, not just on the YouTube video. Um, Game Time is awesome. Everybody uses it. So uh, join everybody and buy your tickets from Game Time. Speaking of awesome, let's jump into our comment section and talk to our awesome diehard listeners. First one coming in from Arvada. Luke says, ha, look at me skating by as a monthly member, and now I get to be a diehard and get a free tee, letting me off easy. Since arriving on the scene in the comments, I'm sure I've developed a rep as an optimist. That being said, statistically, this has to be an outlier. That being said, there is no way we should move on from Russ or maybe more conversationally hack it next year in 2023. We we own our own first and second rounders again. Well, no, in 2024 because next year is 2023. I count that as next year. Like 20 But he says in 2023, oh, we own our own. I'm saying it's, yeah. it, it would no, be in 2024. We own our own first and second rounders again. If we suck, we get a good pick. And say what you want about George Payton. He front-loaded the contract and hasn't done bad drafting with what he's had. More importantly, you mentioned numbers like $60 million and $40 million as cap hits for trading or cutting for, for Russ which is right around the average for the cap hit the Broncos have taken from their IR list the last three or four years. We get rid of Russ, and we have a typical year. Our active roster is sitting at like $70 million or something. If buying the team with was an investment, let's make it an investment. 
Where would you guys break the bank and where would you pinch pennies if you own the team? Personally, I'd go open season on medical and training staff and offensive staff. Maybe even an HR staff, scouting uh, scouting coaches, etc. Cheers to brighter days ahead, AL. Yeah, I mean, the the medical staff, the training staff, I mean, that's the big one. I don't know that you can fix the Broncos' problems with money, but... You might as well try. Like I, I'm not even sure what you would buy if you spent that much money. I'm sure. Oh, whose locker room is it? There was just another video. Oh, I think it was the Clemson locker room videos going around. But they have like four of those big machines that you lay in, and they. I don't even know what those ones do. It's like some sort of light. It's not like a tanning okay. bed, but kind of looks like <laughs> okay. it. Okay. They've got like the big cryo thing in there. They've oh, got yeah. all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's dumb. I honestly don't think it matters all that much. Why not just buy it all, though, if you have the money? Yeah, yeah. And the Broncos did a couple years ago get, I believe, two cryo things in in their building. Um, And here's an advantage that we haven't really talked about with the Walter Penner Group, Walton Penner Group (laughs) owning this team. And that is you can spend, there's no salary cap on coaches, on staff, on um the the business side and also the scouting you can have the biggest scouting department in the nfl if you want to pay for it and that's an advantage that if if they want to win they can put as much money into all of that as they want and it will give them a competitive i guess it should give them a competitive advantage so uh, i'm really happy that you brought that point up there when you talk about spending money you know there's a lot of pushback people saying like yeah but they don't want to lose money like there's no reason just to blow it Last year, the Broncos made, I think, like $140 million in profits. Um, 2020 was not good, obviously, but 2019 is 114. Before that, 94, 106 million before that. Maybe they want the Broncos to be profitable. Why wouldn't you want that? Yeah. But there is another $100 million that you can blow before you start thinking, like, I don't know. We're losing some money here. Right, right. Yeah, it's a really good point. And also, do those $100 million matter? That's the to other the Walton Penners, like probably not. Whereas yep. for another team, the Raiders uh, and, and other teams that that don't have cash on hand, that money is very valuable. So yep. we couldn't say the same thing again. Like sixty-four billion dollars, a hundred million compared to that. That's like one six hundred and fortieth of what <laughs> yes. you're worth. Yes, I mean that's a that's a chunk. Yeah, that's a chunk. Yeah, but not anything you worry about. And we also have to remember that they are. Uh, um, that that they have money coming in from other places. Yes. Like like Walmart. And Jose does bring a good point in. Rich owners can be cheap. Yep. Walmart model is not big spending. And that's true. Um you just you just hope that they bought this in in order to win, not just suck money out of it. And like mm-hmm. we said, that that's a big yep. gamble you take with any new owner. And, and, and we don't yes. truly know that. Walmart is a business though. Like that's their business. That's where their money comes from. Um, the NFL's a business too, though. But not today. The I don't think they're. I don't think they're in it to make money. Like they're not in it just to to make money. Um, Walmart's profits, twenty one billion dollars this year. <laughs> oh, twenty one oh, billion. Pretty like, good. <laughs> exactly. Like that's where the money comes from. Right. That's where like, it's a horrible thing to do to underpay people. Yeah. But if you give every one of your employees another say thousand dollars a year at whatever a thousand stores across the united states and 50 employees a store all of a sudden that is a really big number that that is coming from and that's not like excusing it obviously but again they're pinching pennies because that's the business model and they're trying to make money 
I don't think they look at the Broncos and say, yes, we bought the team to, to make us more wealthy. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, and I, I hope you're right there. Um, we next don't one know. from Mile High Till I Die says, what do you think we would have done with Russ after this year if we hadn't given him the deal? Do you think we would have just cut our losses and tried to find another quarterback or bring in a new coach to fix him and sign him to a one-year prove-it deal or a franchise tag to give him one more shot to prove that this year was Hackett's fault? Well, interesting you asked that. Russ had two more years on his contract when they signed him. So he was yep. he's actually would have still been under contract for the 2023 season. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Well, it, it's tough to answer what would happen if they didn't give him the deal when they knew the deal was going to be done. You know, like, right. again, like, he probably doesn't waive the no trade clause if the Broncos don't say, yeah, we'll get you a new deal when you get here. Like, and, it's all and, that sort and, of stuff. And I agree, but let's play in this hypothetical world where that wasn't the case and that they yeah. didn't sign him to a deal. I mean, I don't know what you do at this point. I, if you're Russ, you hold out. Like, you, you wouldn't show up to camp. You wouldn't do any of that stuff. Mm. You can't. I mean, that's not even a discussion, I don't think. The only reason I would push back against that is he would probably be having to take a discount. Or are you talking about this this past year? No, 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 no. This, this, this upcoming year. year. I, I agree. Um, he, he probably would have to buy low and take a lower contract after the way this year's going. True. So, so I think he would actually probably play uh, on a contract year and if you're the broncos you're not cutting him after this year because you still did give up two first two seconds you're just certainly not giving him an extension after this year yeah. or do you think it would boil down to an extension uh, he would need the extension i mean the thing any extension even at this point i still think if he hits the open market he's getting a contract close to 100 million dollars and that's like over four mm -hmm. years or something and maybe it's not quite as guaranteed but for somebody just quick Google net worth is $135 million. I, that must include like the $50, $50 million signing bonus. He just brought home. Like I don't, I think in his situation, you're just making sure you get another big contract. I don't think you're too worried about doing the Lamar Jackson whole, like not take a load. Of, I'm going to play through this. I'm going to amp up my value, hit the open market on the open market. He's worth who knows how much so 60 what, million, 70 million. What type of contract do you think you would get? after this year from the Broncos or would it not be uh, from the Broncos? I mean, it'd have to be. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, it's tough to say. It, it's really tough to say because like it just, there's isn't a world in which this happened because the, the thing is you would say, well, they haven't seen what they wanted to see. And so they wouldn't want to give him as much, but at the same time, they gave up so many assets to get him. Right. But that's why they locked him up in the first place right. because they gave up all those assets. So it's like, I... So you just can't even live in that world. <laughs> Maybe 60 million over three years, 80 million over four. Oh my gosh. So they get so much better of a deal. I, I don't know. It Less would be a good deal. Less than half off. Yeah, I'm curious. Jeez. And I mean, that it's no wonder that this is looking like a really bad deal so far. Yeah. It is. You're dying, Hank. <laughs> halfway through the show every time. Yep. Jehuha says, keeping Hackett and Russ for next year may be the most realistic tank scenario. I can't believe that we should consider keeping Hackett. However, what coaching candidates are any of us really excited about? This may not yield the top overall pick in 2024, but if we did, but if it did, we could entice a decent coach. 
i.e. Cliff Kingsbury when Kyler came out for Caleb Williams. Russ feels like Donovan McNabb in Washington, and we all know how that went. Even if his play improves, it is clear he is not elite. The best case is he becomes average with one of the highest salaries in the NFL. Like the crew has said many times this season, how did we get here? Thank you for what you all do. The DNVR community gives us all a place to drown our sorrows. Chihuahua. Well, we love you, Chihuahua. And we love everyone. Thank you all for rolling with us. Um, man, Cliff Kingsbury. He's uh, bad. <laughs> man, I could not. I don't even think Ryan could get behind him now. I know. But, I mean, if we're still living in the Kill Williams dream world, yeah. first thing you do, you offer Walmart money to Lincoln Riley and make him turn it down. I agree. Completely and he probably agree. would, but if we're talking Walmart money, maybe not. Then I mean, you, you never know. <laughs> it's let's see, what does he make? Ten, I ten million it, a year, it, or it was it's close to that. It was like a okay. ten-year, hundred million dollar deal. Oof. Plus, then he got use of the private jet that they have for anything that he wants. Yeah, I think they bought that. his his house in L.A., which was like five million. So there's a lot of perks, yep. but Walmart has more money than USC. It's true. If they wanted him. They could have him. Yep, yep, yep. Exactly. I mean, I completely agree. And obviously, Caleb Williams really likes Lincoln Riley. He's already followed him one place. True. Oh, yeah. And now this would be the opposite of Lincoln kind of following Caleb. Yep. And I, I still think he doesn't want to be an NFL coach. Like, he's going to – it's going to be so e- – I guess USC's going to the Big Ten, but it's still going to be so easy for him just to have a good team. I mean, look what he did this year. Exactly. He, he moved there, and he was able to bring anyone he wanted, and yep. then they went from – not worst, but bad to not yep. the best. Just cash your back. checks at USE, build yep. a legacy there. Yep. I, I agree. And man, the more we talk about it, the Caleb Williams is uh, exciting, but probably not going to happen. Nash Bronco says, no. I'm with Arvada Luke. Are we forgetting that this staff is full of young coaches? We had to be aware that this sort of result could be possible. Well, maybe not quite this bad, but I remember you guys talking about how the inexperience on this staff could lead to some struggles. We were hoping Russ could drag the team up a bit, but without so many players on offense, I don't think any quarterback could at this point. My question for today, what's going on with RG? Not DNVR's RG, but DBRG. Is he done for the year? Good news has been non-existent for him and Billy Turner lately. Um, oh, Randy Gregory. Um, yep. Yeah, he is. Uh, I mean, last week, I believe Hackett said he's going to need some more time. This week, Hackett said he's going to need some more time. I'm at the point where I'm not counting on him for the rest of the season. I wouldn't play him. If I was a coach, I'd, I'd just sit him. There's complete, no reason. I completely agree. Yep. If you're the GM or owner, maybe that's the owner's position is, Worry about next season, yeah. but Nathaniel Hackett is worrying about his job. So he, he wants to get Randy Gregory back to yep. play in meaningless games. George Payton may be yep. feeling the heat now and saying, I want Randy Gregory back to play. Uh, so I, I do think we're going to see him, but Hank, I'm right there with you. Sit him. What yep. are we doing here? I think if the Broncos were 6-4 and four right now, no, 7-4, 6-5. and five. Let's say 6-5. and five. Yeah. We'd be hearing good things about Randy Gregory. Yeah. There's just no reason at this point. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Do you, so do you think they we end up seeing him? I'll say no. Okay, I hope I hope you're right. Really hope you're right. All right, next one. Gun Gun 1989 says, brought the Teddy, sh- Teddy Strut shirt nice. on, or bought the Teddy Strut shirt on Black Friday so I could reminisce about the good old <laughs> days. Oh, man. Well, we love that you checked out the store and got the Teddy shirt. And right now, Teddy looks like a good quarterback. He does look like a, I mean, a good enough quarterback. 
Yeah. I mean, they all kind of look the same. Like, what's the difference between Russell Wilson and Joe Flacco at this point? Not much, which is just insane to say. They're both three and six at a point. True. Hopefully it changes, but as of now... Just the same same thing. Oh, so sad. Next one from Onion Booty Bronco. It says, okay, Russ is getting way too much hate for the world, from the world. He's not a bad guy. He's a good guy, a very good guy. He goes to the children's hospital all the time, and he plays football with grit. He's just too brand conscious, corny, and is playing bad football. He is not the root cause of our problems. I put more blame on Hackett. Great guy, good drinking buddy. Love his positivity and humor. I'm a goofball myself. But can Hackett coach a football team? The eye test and record tests say no. Let's not forget that we're one of the most penalized teams, the most penalized team, by the way, and our game management is abysmal. Not to be mean, but to be realistic. When is Hackett, what has even Hackett even accomplished in this league? Yep. His dad was a head coach somewhere, and Nathaniel called plays for the Jags. Big whoop. When we signed Hackett, my first thought was, who? Oh, Aaron Rodgers, hype man? Oh, he's bald. That's cool. It's becoming more <laughs> evident to me that Hackett has a special teams coach vibe like Jim Fossil's son who coached for the Rams on Hard Knocks and who showed up to practice with sunscreen on his nose like a surfer nerd and was always doing goofy things. I'm officially declaring my campaign for Byron Leftwich as our next head coach. Who will join me on the Byron bus heading for Leftwich Lagoon with love and teary cheeks? Onion Booty Bronco. Um, I, I wouldn't mind it. I will say he... I mean, like, Hackett, what did he do? He made Aaron Rodgers look good. Byron Leftwich, what has he done? Made Tom Brady look good, and now that's not even really happening. So, I mean, there's worse options. I think there's a good chance that he's going to be a good coach, but I don't know. Like, people, sure, he's called plays before, but right now everybody hates his play calling in Tampa. It's it's a really good point uh, there, there, Henry. I think Byron Leftwich is certainly going to get some interviews this year, and And the Broncos may be in on that as well, especially an offensive coach. And last one, rounding us out here from Ohio Bronco. Alex says, is Russell Wilson's low turnover rate worth anything to you? Yes, the Broncos season couldn't get much worse from a wins-loss perspective, but Russell could have also have way more turnovers. Yeah. I mean, it's... There is that. there's, There's one good thing. He's not turning the ball over. At the same time, what, Mita Kimes started her YOLO ball stat, which is just how many times a quarterback throws a YOLO ball. You can imagine what that is. (laughs) And uh, Russell Wilson leads the league. Really? Yeah. So they're just not getting picked off. But it's not like he's never putting the ball in harm's way. Just throwing it up deep, seeing who goes and gets it. Nobody does it. And and again, like, I'm a firm believer you only count the interceptions that happen. Because everybody has dropped interceptions, and if you watch one game, then you say, oh, this guy, right, you need to add two right, to his right, stat. Well, right. everybody has those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and also the the Broncos, the, the only, this is kind of crazy, Henry, the only stat the Broncos are in the top 10 for an offense yeah. is interceptions thrown. They have the fifth fewest interceptions, and they also have the fifth fewest giveaways, and that is a credit to Russell Wilson. Yep. But also, it's not like he's doing... And why it's hard to give him so much credit for it is because it's not like he's also putting up so many touchdowns. Yep. It's um, it's not even two-to-one in touchdown-to-interception ratio. So, yes, I do applaud him for that. But honestly, that just makes me scared of, okay, if he was actually throwing the ball like crazy, how many could he have? So, 
it's a little credit, but it's not even a two-to-one touchdown to interception mm-hmm. ratio. And what's crazy about that is the only stats that the Broncos' defense isn't in the top 10 is interceptions and takeaways, which is just so crazy. The, yep. the one thing the Broncos are good at on offense, that's the one thing the Broncos' defense is bad at. It's crazy. It is crazy. Also, I forgot, uh, but going back to Onion Booty Broncos' comment about Russ getting too much blame, Yeah. at this point... I think I blame, like, for the Broncos just sucking this season, injuries are still probably number one. Okay. Hackett's a close second, okay. and then Russ is third. Okay. And, uh, <coughs> man, it is – it's so hard for it me is. to not put the ma- – the, not, not the majority, but the number one blame on a person that's actually on the field, True. actually touching the ball every single play. So – I think all of those three are kind of right next to each other. Uh-huh. I'd unfortunately have to give the nod to Russ okay. right at the top. As we're celebrating Russell Wilson's birthday week, of course. <laughs> Happy 34th birthday, Russell. And we've got one super chat before we get out of here. Coming in from our guy, Watch Me Squatch. He says, Will Keys compared Zach to Mike Kliss on That's Good Broncos, LOL. Wow. Oh, boy. Wow. Well, what, what are you saying, Will? <laughs> <laughs> Say it to my face, Will. Oh, boy. <laughs> and on that note, we are out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning with us on YouTube, on the podcast forum. Hit us with the thumbs up on your way out. Hit us with the five-star review if you're listening on podcast. Thank you all for tuning in and rolling with us all week. We will be back after the Broncos-Ravens game, so stay tuned right around probably 2 p.m. Denver time uh, after the game on Sunday. Thank you all so much. Have a fantastic Thursday and have a terrific weekend. We'll see you after the game.